This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio C, here's Spencer Linton and Blaine Fowler. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio C, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, July 14th, wherever and however you have chosen to connect. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who always knows where Cosmo is, Blaine Fowler. You know I track Cosmo. When we're at the stadium... And we're doing a pregame. I'm always watching where he's at. And You've what, got him on Find My and, Friends, and right? And what he's up to. Like, and if we ever lose him, right there, baby, that's what I go to. I've got him on here and Find My Friends. But did, did you see the masterwork of art uh, posted? It was Allison Renner's Twitter account where she posted this, this collage. This is a painting, This by is the incredible. Way, so, so her friend Phil took 18 months to complete this work of art where he did a collage of college mascots. As soon as I saw this, first thing I do is I go, where's my guy? Where's Cosmo? Where's Cosmo? Where's so I'm looking all over. And, and I know you tweeted this out earlier because we're going to do this on the show. We'll, we'll put it out on the BYU Sports Nation uh, Twitter I, should we tell him where, where he is, or do we let him find him Maybe first? Maybe we just let people look for a little bit. We can reveal it at the end of the show. Let, later on, we're going to tell you. But I, you just need to know that because I'm so used to looking for him, I've, I found him like pretty, <laughs> pretty quickly. I know where Cosmo you, is in that You class. didn't need any help how, whatsoever. How about that? How about that work of art? 18 months. Okay, a year and a half to paint that. And, I mean, I, I don't think it said how many different – mascots are in that painting but Blaine I'm I'm willing to bet there are like 500 mascots in there it, and it, it's like you think of a school and then go try to find the mascot this will keep you busy this will keep you busy like for a while. there it's, might be more than 500 yeah mascots it's in it's there. pretty amazing and the fact that's it it's it's painted is also pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing and and we're gonna give we're gonna give you a little uh, hint a clue is it's old it's old school Cosmo Yes. That he put in there. It's Sailor Cosmo. Yeah, old school Cosmo. So so look for Cosmo in that. Sail, Sailor Cosmo. Pretty not, cool. Not like the new updated version of the Sailor Crew. Like it's old school it's old Sailor school. Cosmo. So it may take you a minute, but go look for so, it. There you go. All right, your Thursday show lineup is chock full of goodness, as was that painting, including your custom 2023 BYU football schedule. You're the schedule maker. You get to decide which Big 12 teams are going to be on BYU's inaugural Big 12 slate. Which Big 12 foes are you leaving off? Because only nine of the 13 can get onto the schedule. Max Hall, BYU quarterback great, will join us to answer which teams he would leave off the first Big 12 schedule. Explain why Jaron Hall is ready for a breakout year. And the latest on Jacob Conover, an Arizona guy. Max works closely with Jacob. Max Max is his quarterback trainer, right? Why is Max super optimistic about Jacob Conover? We'll ask him about that as well. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Let's start with Big 12 Media Day. In progress right now, it continues through today as coaches and players from Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Texas all address the media today. Yesterday, new commissioner Brett Yormark spoke on how the Big 12 is still open for business. I like that Mm -hmm. statement. That was kind of in parentheses and every (laughs) still open for business as far as conference expansion is concerned, among other things. We'll get into that a little bit in the show today. Elisa Tuiaki has made Adam Rittenberg of ESPN's list of 45 minority coaches 
under the age of 45 to watch for future Division I head coaching jobs. Congratulations to E. He also says Tuiaki has had a key role in BYU's recent success, and he could see his profile expand as BYU transitions to the Big 12 in 2023. And BYU women's basketball news, BYU women's basketball head coach Amber Whiting is named Natalie Lanehart as the women's basketball director of operations. She moves over from BYU's men's basketball as an executive assistant to Mark Pope, so a little cross-pollination there. Mm -hmm. She will be in charge of all of the more, uh, all the logistics and all of those aspects of the women's program. Director of basketball operations, big, big job. Some national soccer team news. Why? Because Ashley Hatch is proudly a part of the United States women's national team. She will play the 11-time African Champions Nigeria in a two-match series September 3rd and 6th in Kansas City, the first game, and then in Washington, D.C. for game number two. Ashley is dealing with a little bit of a minor injury, but we believe and are told she should be back and ready to take on Nigeria in September 3rd and 6th. We, we, and we follow the women's national team like crazy now because Ashley's just not on the team. She's an integral part of their success. Which, sure. Which is really and good. I should she's mention. A, she's a superstar. It's not just about Ashley. Right. The Vaca sisters right. currently both rostered on this BYU squad for Jen uh, Rockwood. Lavenia and Daviana will play against the Cook Islands on Saturday. They're representing the Tongan national team. So, so cool. Yeah. BYU women's soccer is uh, in the headlines every week for us because we do things. <laughs> That's great stuff. So. Alex Barcelo and the Toronto Raptors will play their final summer league game tomorrow against the Miami Heat. The Raptors beat the Jazz last night, but Barcelo didn't play. So hopefully he'll get a chance to get out there and show what he can do um, as they play their final game against the Heat. Um, I was disappointed that he didn't get in last night. Let him take a shot yeah, at him. Let him go in there and show that he can Let shoot him shoot. Let him shoot a little bit. On to some baseball news, Ryan Sapiti of the Bat Caps. BYU Baseball had a hit, a run, three runs driven in from the Wausau Woodchucks. Jackson Clough in double-A baseball went two for four with a double and a loss to the Hartford Yard Goats. I love <laughs> Every time we do minor league baseball, we do we do them. I want that guy to do a collage of minor league baseball mascots <laughs> because it's so, the woodchucks and the yard goats. There the you go. Yard goats. <laughs> Not to be really? confused with normal goats. Exactly. Yard goats. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. As we updated you yesterday with some breaking news on BYU Sports Nation, the football program has announced the addition of Sam Houston State, who is making the jump from FCS to FBS in 2023, to the Cougars' non-conference schedule. So we know the three non-conference opponents in 2023. It's Sam Houston State to open, Southern Utah also in Provo, and then BYU makes a trip to Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks. So now that the non-conference schedule is set, we simply wait for October and the first Big 12 schedule that BYU will face with those nine opponents. Blaine, my question for you is, what does your ideal Big 12 schedule look like for BYU football when they begin Power 5 play in 2023? So you and I were talking about this yesterday, and we didn't we didn't consult with one another. No, no, purposely. Just, I did not look we, at anything you had submitted. We just said that this is an interesting. This is an interesting, and and, and Colton and our whole staff are like, oh, yeah, this is an interesting topic. What would you do? This is not as easy as it seems. Like I I really felt for Tom Homo 
when I started to try to put together a schedule just for that one year, knowing <laughs> and, and the parameters that we had, we should start out with this, is that they're going to play nine league games yes. and that five of those needed to be on the road and four would be at home based yes. on the fact that they have two home games in, the, in, their, in their first three. Correct. So five away and four. And remember, in this league as it exists in 2023 with Texas and Oklahoma in it, you don't play four teams. So who are you not going to play? Who are you going to play? All of that. I looked at it from a fan's perspective. So I put my schedule together from a fan's perspective. Okay. Although I got talking to Gavin last night, who's a coach, and we start thinking to, about it from a coach's perspective, you start to think about away versus home, how they line up, who you play when. Do you really want to play all of the best teams? you want to play enough of the best teams in the league to, to get the notoriety you want, but you don't want to play them all. You want to play some wins that you can pencil in, right? So you think about it differently if you're a coach or an athletic director. So keep in mind, I kept mine from the perspective – of, I'm a fan. I want, or a broadcaster that wants to call these. You games. just want the big time games. So, so, so week here's, in a week out. Here's my lineup. Here's yeah. my lineup. Okay. Of course, they start Sam Houston State and Southern Utah and Arkansas. As yes. We, as we mentioned at Arkansas, that's a payback for this fall's home game. Correct. Arkansas, Correct. Right? Okay. I have them opening Big 12 play against Kansas State at Ooh, home. Okay. Right? So that's then, the first ever Big 12 game that BYU will play. And I, and I like it because there's history there. It goes all the way back to the Cotton Bowl. And I think okay. people remember that. That's why I put Kansas State in there. Then I have them going to Iowa State because I think it's a really cool venue to play at. It's a great home field for Iowa State. It's a game I think BYU can compete in and win. Okay. On the road. So I've got Iowa State next. I've just penciled in a bye because they have to have a bye week on conference weekend. <laughs> and and, and I, the reason I'm doing that is because this isn't the Mountain West, and Utah State's not on the schedule. Utah State's been a great partner for BYU on conference weekends. To play on that Friday night. Yeah, and this, in this night. case, this year, I think it's Thursday night, yeah. right? Home or away, they'll do it. And that's been that, Aggies have been a great partner, and we should be grateful to them for that. I laugh but, because I did the exact same thing as you, Blaine. So you put the bye on the The bye week, week is on October 7th. Honestly, I would like the bye to come in week 7 or 8, not, not this early in the schedule. But because of conference weekend, it is what it is. Got to put the buy-in on okay. 7th. Okay? okay. Then I have them going to a big challenge at Oklahoma State on the 14th. I like two weeks to prepare for yep, that that's road game. I have a buy before that Oklahoma State mm-hmm. game. Then they come home and play Central Florida. A little history with Central Florida. That's um, one of the new teams that's coming in. I, I don't have them playing one of the new teams coming in. I'll explain that later. That, then I have them playing Oklahoma at home. So I have back-to-back <laughs> home games. Central Florida and Oklahoma coming in back-to-back weeks on the 21st and the 28th. Then BYU takes it on the road. They take on a team that they've played in the past and have some great wild games where they can't forget that Taysom Hill crazy outing at Houston. So go back down to Houston where they won before. Oh, yeah. Then you bring Baylor home. And this is already turning into rivalry. This is just a brutal they, 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 they stretch play, right here. Then, then they play two away games in November, which is okay because I'm going to send them to the warm. Uh-huh. I got them going at TCU, okay. an old rival from the Mountain West. And then I have them finishing up at Texas Oof. in front of 108,000 with a championship on the line. <laughs> and, uh, and they're, and they're going to play in that great stadium with that great environment. And Texas has been a little bit of a rival, so why not play them a rivalry week? The teams I have them not playing, I don't have them playing West Virginia. I just don't care about West Virginia. Too far away? It's so far. Unassociated. And, there, and there's, not, there's not a lot okay. of, you know, lot there. Texas Tech, I thought about Texas Tech because they're fun, fun to watch, but I don't have Texas Tech. I don't have Kansas on the schedule. And I don't have Cincinnati on the schedule. One of the other, and Cincinnati could be right up there at the top of the league if they keep things rolling. So those are the four teams I don't have in. If I was a coach, I would probably take Oklahoma out. <laughs> put Kansas, put Kansas in. in. That's what I would do. Balance. If, if I was a coach, that's Balance. what I would want. right? But as a fan, this is what I want. All right. What do you think? I, I like 
Listen, I look at the stretch after the bye week that you presented. I know it's nuts. Oklahoma State, UCF, Oklahoma, Houston, Baylor, TCU, Texas. Yeah, gulp. You, you better stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wild. But so many big-name fun games in that, right? Yeah, and, and early on, I tried to schedule games that mattered, but that I felt like I, I looked at it and thought, okay, could, could BYU start out of the gate and go, you know, win, win, I don't know, give or take win at Arkansas, right? Kansas State, so one, two, three, four, five, you know. Can they win five to start? <laughs> With a new quarterback. So what about you now? Woo! All right, so the whole premise of my schedule was all about balance. Like that, that okay, yeah. I was going for balance and like thinking about travel obligations and when the rest needs to take place. You're thinking like an AD. Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking I, like a I, fan. I tried, yeah. I, so I tried to think. What would I do if I legitimately were in charge? Because I've talked to the coaches. Yeah. I've talked to Gavin and others. I know exactly why he said, Dad, take Oklahoma out, book Kansas. We need a win. Yes. Like, we need an easy win. We need a break. Um, and it is what it is with Kansas yes. in that regard, right? Okay, so my ideal schedule is based on balance. So after the non-conference slate of Sam Houston, Southern Utah, and Arkansas, I went with a traditional old rival from the Mountain West to begin. I think that TCU in Provo would be the perfect Big 12 opener. Nice. Just because there's some history there. Yes, there is. A little bit of a built-in rivalry. Then BYU goes on the road to a team that has been red hot over the past two years at Cincinnati. First road game in the Big 12. Why not have two new teams that are both looking to prove themselves in a road contest? So BYU has the first five there, and I feel like it's not too overwhelming. At Arkansas is tough. TCU at homes, I like that, that idea of, of TCU being in Provo. And then a road game at Cincinnati before the bye. Okay, so nothing too I overwhelming say four, to start. I say they're four and one coming out okay? of it. Okay. At worst, three and two. Okay. Yeah. You're at right. worst, three and two. But I, I'm with you. Four and one. Going to the bye week, you have a bye before you host Oklahoma. Nice. Okay. That's what I had them before they go to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yes. You have a bye week before you host Oklahoma nice. in Provo. Now we're talking, right? Then, after you've taken on the juggernaut Oklahoma, you're going to lighten the load a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, after you host Oklahoma, you go to Kansas. Okay? okay. If you lose to Oklahoma, you got a bounce back opportunity on the road at Kansas. It fulfills a road obligation. Okay? So, at Kansas. It's funny, if we were talking basketball, I'd be like, that'd be the toughest game to schedule. <laughs> but I, I digress. Go ahead. At Texas Tech uh, on October 28th, that's the closest city. To BYU in the currently constituted Big oh, 12. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think Lubbock. about that. Lubbock. I think yeah. it's 962 miles away as the crow flies. So at Texas Tech, you got to go back-to-back -back road games to get those road games in. At Kansas, at Texas Tech, seems like the most palatable mm -hmm. of doing that in consecutive weeks. Then you come home and host Oklahoma State, too. Think about that home schedule thus far. Yeah, I know it's Sam Houston, Southern Utah, but you've got TCU, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State all on your home schedule. Yeah, you... I was more realistic than you know. They're not going to get like you. You gave them all the marquee teams. Not necessarily. Well, no, I know we got to get to end. We got to get necessarily. to end. BYU goes to Kansas State after Oklahoma State. Then they come back. Senior day is against Iowa State in Provo. Mm -hmm. I like that. And then BYU finishes Big Twelve play on the road Thanksgiving weekend in that rivalry format at Texas, which is exactly what you had. Let me think of two genius things. Bye week. On yes. Conference weekend and Texas on the road on, At on, Texas. on rivalry week. Who doesn't want to spoil Texas's whatever party? Let's say they're trying to play for a share of the Big 12 championship. You know Texas fans are like, oh, no, we want no part, that, we want no part of BYU on that yeah. weekend. So who do you have them not playing then? So you, 
No UCF, just strictly yeah. based on distance and the fact right. that BYU has played UCF yeah. three times in the recent past. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So and it's like, ah, it's in West Virginia, proximity. You and I are the same on that. Houston, again, BYU has played Houston a number of times. Okay. Okay, I don't feel like they have to play this. And Baylor, the same reason. BYU is going to play Baylor back-to-back years years before they go into the Big 12. So if you drop a team off, it's like, yeah, we played Baylor last year. I will not be surprised if Baylor's one that the schedulers don't have on because they go, oh, BYU and Baylor have just played played them two years in a row. Yeah. I I think you're probably right on that one. So so. I went specifically with teams that BYU has seen recently in independence. Yeah. And then West Virginia because it's just so far away, yep. and I don't want BYU to have to travel to Morgantown if they don't have to. Your schedule's more balanced. Your schedule's an AD's perspective. I'm just pure fan. I want seven great weeks. Out. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> Who's left and available yeah. what would by you the do? time you get to what Texas? What would you do? <laughs> you, you folks at home, what would you do? You know, what's, so. you know what's so great about this? It's not like I know it's hypothetical right now, but an actual Big 12 schedule is coming. It's coming out. In October. Which I love. It's yep. so exciting. Uh, and I guess – Official Big 12 inclusion starts in how many days? Countdown to the Big 12. 352. 352 days away from BYU in the Big 12. It's under a year. We get to do a countdown today to the opener, too? Or we just do the countdown to the Big 12? I think that the, the Big 12 has kind of... Uh, subplanted oh, okay. the first game against just at least for the time being. So it's 352. I got to get yep. that down. 352. Just, yep. Okay. Which Big 12 team, or maybe you want to go with teams. We gave you the yeah. four teams we wouldn't play. Would you absolutely leave off BYU's inaugural 2023 conference schedule and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Roberts underscore MN on Twitter says, quote, probably Baylor, but only because BYU's played them last this year and or played them last year and this year. Right, right. For all of you saying Kansas, are you nuts? <laughs> These first few years, BYU needs all the conference wins they can get. Yeah. Kansas. Kansas, like, Kansas, I, I, get I don't have them on my schedule, but they need to be on the schedule. <laughs> I agree with you, Roberts. <laughs> I agree with you. Kansas has to be on that schedule. The big-time so. fan schedule does not include Kansas. Ex- exactly. But, so Yeah. Well, the- keep thinking about that. We want to hear from you on that. Coming up, <laughs> some Big 12 rules changes. Which one do we like more? Yeah, interesting stuff. And former BYU quarterback Max Hall joins us to discuss his new addiction recovery center and all things BYU football. Looking forward to this. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join Spencer and Jerem a week from today as they look back on the greatest BYU athletes and teams from this past year. Tune in for the Why Awards show Thursday, July 21st for a 90-minute special starting at noon Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. That'll be a lot of fun. What a year to recap. Yeah. Oh, my God. Especially on the women's sports side. Yeah. The soccer going to the national championship. I, it, this was tough. And cross-country producing multiple national championship oh, winners. Yeah. How do you pick, like, one? Like, yeah. one to be the female athlete of the year, specifically. That is a really tough category. Cor- Courtney or Ashton, I think. Courtney or Ashton? Yep. I mean, what about Michaela Coulihan? No, I know. But Cor- Courtney, come on. <laughs> I know. She was unbelievable, Like, right? I'm giving away my vote, but... Yeah, Un- unbelievable. She's going to go run the what world championship. What about Whitney Orton? She won the national championship in cross country. I, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard. And I love Ashton because Ashton's going to be an Olympian in Paris, I'm telling you right she now. She probably will be. So, 
Fantastic yeah, great stuff. stuff. Great to have you with us in Studio C for your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. That is Blaine Fowler. I am Spencer Linton, and we are super excited to welcome in one of our favorite people ever, former BYU quarterback, great, and NFL quarterback as well, Max Hall joins us. Max, it is so good to see you. What a week it's been for you. Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate having you on, man. Spencer and I got to go to lunch a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Yes. Down in AZ. I was, that was a good time. That was a fantastic time. You took me to uh, a fantastic restaurant, and like I told you during the break, I'm still thinking about the fish tacos, and now all of a sudden I'm hungry, <laughs> so i got to come back and go get those. But in the meantime, Max, uh, you also mentioned during our lunch that you were beginning an incredible new venture, which I think is just super cool, an addiction recovery center. Um, I, I mean, that's what we're calling it. It's going to help a lot of people and their mental health and their battle uh, to overcome different trials and whatnot. What can you tell us about the Addiction Recovery Center and, and what began this process for you to open up this center? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So um, about a year and a half ago, I started a podcast with a few guys and it's called Agents of Recovery. And we're talking about all kinds of different subjects and addiction or even leadership, finding your why, um, communication, all kinds of stuff. But um, we decided that we needed to take our influence to the next level. So we're opening up a, a substance abuse counseling center. So it's not an inpatient center. It's not an overnight thing. We want to strictly focus on your therapy, your aftercare, and helping you stay sober. Um, and you can be with us for as long as you want, right? So I'm trying to do my part to use my story and use my experience um, to help bless the lives of others because I had people rally around me to help me when I needed it. And I understand that not everybody out there has that team, um, has those people to rally around them. So um, I wanna be that team. Uh, so, so me and my partner open this, we can bring you in, we can have that support for you, we can give you the work that you need and help work with you to stay sober and be with us forever. So we're really excited about that and the influence that we can have. And uh, to kind of kick us off, we're, we're sponsoring an event that's actually happening tonight. Uh, it's with Connection is the Cure. It's going to be, you know, there's a concert and singing and a bunch of us are going to speak and just kind of bring awareness and connection. Um, as all of us know people who suffer from mental illness or addiction or whatever. So um, we're trying to rally the troops, man. We're trying to get people to help out, whether that's through donations or just supporting us, helping us um, get guys jobs, you know, whatever we need to help those. We, we're trying to rally the community. So we're looking forward to tonight and what we can do in the future with Victory Recovery. Max, what, what's this last week been like? Because you – you've really been thrust back into that spotlight like crazy. I mean, every time I get on Twitter, there's some comment there. There's a story about you there. You've been in multiple media um, outlets, Instagram. Like, you name the social media platform. Your story's been out there. It's, 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 so it sheds a spotlight um, not only on this center, but back on you again and what you've been through. What's that been like to kind of relive that over and over again this week? You know, it is kind of funny. I mentioned to someone the other day, I was like, I feel like I'm playing at BYU again, man. I got all these <laughs> interviews and all this stuff set up. And, you know, I'm not a big social media guy. I'm not on there a lot. I don't post a lot. That's just not who I am. Um, but it was worth it for me to get outside of my comfort zone on social media and do all these interviews 
to help promote what I'm doing because it's important. So it's been a crazy week. I've had two or three either radio or TV shows going on every day to try to promote what we're doing um, because it's for a good cause. And so I'm willing to put myself out there and um, let everybody know what I'm up to and what I'm trying to do to help other people. Max Hall is on BYU Sports Nation, opening a substance abuse counseling center in the greater Mesa area of Arizona called Victory Recovery. Love that name as well. And uh, Max, when you when you think about this project, where do you see it going? And, and how far out do you do you feel like it's going to branch? Like, is this something you you plan on uh, opening up multiple centers? Like, is it going to be in, in other places besides Mesa? What do you have for the vision of Victory Recovery? Yeah, our vision is multiple centers. Mm. Um, as what, what what that looks like, maybe three, four, five of them. We want we want to stretch out as far as we can and help as many people as we can. So, um, hopefully, hopefully another one or two in Arizona. I would love to bring one to Utah if if there's a niche and a, a place where I think we can help and be successful. Um, and who knows after that? But the plan is to do this for a while, and, and while I'm in it, do whatever I can to make an impact. But yeah, we plan on having. Um, multiple places where people can go and get help. We we can't bring you on because we wanted to really talk about about this because this is huge this week and so important to all of us and important to you. We can't bring you on and not talk some football. And there is a little bit of a, a tie here because everything I'm seeing, there's even Utah fans supporting you. Like I'm watching on Twitter and there's Utah fans. Like I'm a Utah fan, but I'm all for Max Hall on this one, I, which I'm like, I'm not sure. Can Max like Utah fans now? <laughs> and, and And with all of this... This uh, go, this expansion talk, all of this in this last couple of weeks, I know you've been following that as well. What's your thought on your good friends at Utah joining the Big 12? Is that something that should happen? Do you want them in the Big 12? Uh, that's interesting. So um, <laughs> I think BYU fans and Utah fans need to understand something that um, a lot of what happened back in the day and the hate and, and the comments were, were definitely in the moment when I was caught up in the rivalry, you know, obviously I'm, I'm still Utah's the rival and we, and we want to beat them, but having been through some of the situations and adversity in my life, I kind of found out that holding grudges or, or hating other people because they like a different football team, just it's not the move. And what's been really cool to see is even last year, when I came back to the BYU Utah game, I was overwhelmed with how BYU and Utah fans acted towards me and, and the support they gave me and even and Utah fans jumping on social media right now and supporting my cause and, and what we're doing. And I remember there was even one comment of, uh, you know, there was a, a guy said, even though he hates me, I still want to support Max and his cause. And I, and I wrote him back and said, well, I don't hate you as much anymore now. So thanks for supporting <laughs> the, supporting what we're doing. Right. But people understand it's so much bigger than football. And like I said, we're all affected by this. And if we can all be on one team um, for this cause and stand up to help other people who are, who are suffering and struggling through life, I think we can all be on the same team for that. You know, when the football game's going on, I'm going to cheer for BYU, you know. But, but when other things are going on, we can rally together. So my answer to that, Blaine, is yes. I think BYU, I think. Utah should be in that conference. I think it'd be good for the conference. Utah has a great football program, and I'd love to see BYU and Utah continue to play over the years. Max Hall is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, let's stay with the football beat, my friend, because it's been a wild week of realignment now that USC and UCLA are leaving for the Big Ten. And 
you know, you're in Arizona, and it, it didn't take long for the Arizona schools to come into the conversation about uh, the Sun Devils and the Wildcats joining the Big 12 along with Utah and Colorado and pushing the Big 12 to 16 teams. Uh, from what you've been able to gather in your circles down in Arizona, is that something that Arizona State and Arizona fans want? Do they, do they want the security of the Big 12, or do they feel like they're, they're going to be okay staying in the Pac-12? That's a great question, and I, I honestly don't know the vibe on that. But where ASU and U of A's programs are right now, I would probably think that they would want to stay where they're at. Um, do I think it'd be good for the Arizona schools to move to the Big 12? Absolutely. I think that would be the right move, but I don't know if the programs are ready to compete um, every week against the quality opponents that are going to be in the Big 12. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. I'm mixed on it, but they may want to stay where they're at for a few years or um, not sure if they're ready to move up. I want to talk specifically about BYU, Max. You most people realize that that Max is very involved in the science of playing the position of quarterback. He trains quarterbacks, does individual training, he coaches. Um, when when Max gives me his opinion on how a quarterback is, I it has a, it carries a lot of weight with me. It has a lot of merit. So first, I want to start with Jaron Hall and your thoughts on Jaron Hall and what you expect from him this football season. Yeah. So first of all, I love Jaron. Uh, I think he's a great kid. I think he, I think he's a spectacular talent and has done a good job so far. Um, I think that there are high, high expectations for him going into this year, just like there were high expectations for me going into my senior year. And here's the thing. He has to stay consistent. And as everybody knows, he has to stay healthy, but we all know a healthy Jaron Hall when he's on point and filming it in a game, He's as good as anybody, and he can make any play, whether that's throwing the ball or on his feet. He's an exciting player to watch. So for Jaron, let's get some consistency week in and week out. Let's stay healthy, and you got to lead this football team. You know, there's that there's that saying, Blaine, as the QB goes, the team goes. And if he can be consistent, I think the team will be, and I think we'll win a lot of football games. Max, you are a big fan of Jacob Conover as well, and he has, in large part, been deemed the clear backup to Jaron Hall. Why do you think that Jacob Conover is the guy that could step into those big shoes that Jaron is going to leave and lead BYU into the Big 12? I've been around a lot of quarterbacks, you guys, and, and, and I've seen them. All the quarterbacks out there can throw a football and, and look good and do all that. Jacob Conover, I think, is a kid whose skills go beyond just throwing a football. I've had a chance to train him. I've had a chance to be around him. I love his demeanor. He's bright-eyed. He's smart. He's willing to work. He's a great teammate. Even when he's out there with me throwing and we have the high school kids out there, he's great to them. He coaches them up. He's just got a natural leadership ability about him, and it's contagious. One of those guys you just like being around. So, you know, I, I hope and I think that Jacob's going to be the next great at, at BYU, and I think he's going to have a really good career. So I'm excited to see how he develops and, and how he matures as as he hopefully steps into that role in the next few years. And so I think we got a couple good ones with Jaron and Jacob, and both of them are guys who can make plays and will be exciting to watch. So I think Jacob's going to be a good one. Max, on Jacob, you, you talked about things that you and I know are – 80% of play in that position, right? Leadership, decision-making, all of those things. If, if it was physical skills, Tom Brady wouldn't be the greatest player in the history of the game, right? 
But what about Jacob's physical skill set? How is he equipped to play at this level, to play in the Big 12? Arm strength, you know, arm talent, size, all of that. Does he fit in? Can he, can he be that guy? Yeah, I, I think he can. So when Jacob, right when he got home off his mission, uh, and he's in Arizona, he called me up and we went out. We started kind of training with each other and doing some stuff. And I kind of made fun of him. I was like, bro, you need to, you need to get that, get rid of that pudge and your feet are slow and you got some work to do. And then like, come on, man, we got We got to get this mission rust off of you. And, uh, you know, then he goes to BYU and I see him next time he comes back down. And to me, he made a complete like body change makeover. Like he looked the part, his feet were better. Um, he could move well, and he, the dude has a cannon of an arm. Like physically, the skill set that he has, he has plenty to play a high level of football and um, be successful against high level teams. So you combine that if he continues to work on that and get his get his body bigger and stronger and healthy, he 100% has the intangibles to be great in the leadership qualities and and the head and the timing, decision-making, accuracy that we talk about that all great quarterbacks have to do. So got plenty of arm. His feet are great. He continues to get strong so he can stay healthy and take hits. I'm telling you, man, he's got what it takes to be good. I can hear Max Hall's voice in my head right now. Like if you were training me, Max, come on, Spencer, you got to get rid of the punch. Get rid of the punch. Your feet are slow. I don't even, I'm glad that I didn't to go do. to lunch with you guys because I know Max would have said to me, Blaine, what's with the pudge? <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't be good. Arms look good, pudge not so good. We got to get rid of the punch. So, I, hey, I love oh, it, Max, I, because. I'll call you out. <laughs> I call you, you out big time. I wouldn't let it slide. No, he would too. Right? That's the thing. He would absolutely do that. He'd be like, Blaine, what's with the waistline? Let's go, bro. So that's what I love about Max. But I'll tell you what, talking to you, Max makes me feel really good about the, the, the quarterback position at BYU. And, I, you know, BYU, I've been saying they're back in the quarterback business, and you just verified that. want to ask you one more thing. We have this thing we're asking the fans today. In the new Big 12, there's going to be four teams each season, well, until Texas and Oklahoma go, or if the Pac-10 adds some teams. But right now, you're not going to play four teams. Is there a team that you absolutely would not want to play next year, first year in the in the Big 12? You say, hey, keep them off the schedule. And is there a team that you go, oh, absolutely got to play them? It's a good question. I, I'm going to be a little vague in it. The, the teams that I would absolutely want to play are Oklahoma, Texas, and Iowa State. Me yes. too. Those I'm there the with teams. you. Me too. Yep. Yeah, those three teams, I mean, that's a, that's a game that I'm looking forward to watching and are also still games that I think BYU shows up and play like they can, can win. Um, so I, I look forward to those. I don't know, a team that I just wouldn't want to play. I'm not scared to play anybody, man. Bring it on. I mean, we, we can't have that attitude. <laughs> we, um, can, we can go with that. We can go with that. Yeah, we. I mean, for the record. Yeah, just, 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 just give me. Give me somebody and don't don't matter. We'll but, take them down. Like, that's the attitude you got to have. Both huh? of us didn't care about care West Virginia. Don't care if it's Virginia. Alabama or Baylor or whatever. You, you know? think so. Okay. Spencer and I both didn't care about West Virginia. We're like, ah, we're okay if we don't play West Virginia. Morgantown. They're long yeah, way away. Whatever. Whatever. So. Uh, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah. right. okay awesome. Max. It's so great to catch up That's with you. Okay, West Virginia. You guys got me. Hey, West Virginia. West He's joined Virginia. us. He's joined us with West Virginia. He's joined us. Congratulations again on your new venture for the Substance Abuse Counseling Center. It's called Victory Recovery. 
Uh, we know you're coaching high school football. You're the offensive coordinator for a 5A team. You've made the jump to for American Leadership Academy. Uh, you're an assistant athletic director there as well. I mean, things are going so well for you, man. So we're sending you BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, the center to get off the ground, for your team to go uh, do some good things on the football field. And let's talk again soon. Absolutely. I love you guys. appreciate everything you guys do and having me on and helping me promote what we're doing. So have a good one, guys. You awesome. got it. Thanks, Max, Max Hall. So excited for all the great things Max is doing. Legendary. By the way, uh, he told me a great story. 32 wins as the starting right, quarterback right. BYU. That, is that ever going to be broken? No. That's, that's probably never going to be broken. Right? 32 wins as a starting quarterback. Um, and he, he jokes with Ty. He's like, how does it feel to never to know that you'll never have that record? <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. We got to go. Coming up, which Big 12 team do you absolutely not want to play next season? And what's the best college basketball game you have ever experienced in person? There's been a few at BYU. There's been some great ones. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. You name it, we got it. We're there. He is Blaine. I am Spencer. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. Fox College Basketball tweeted out the question, what is the best college basketball game you ever experienced? Mm. So, Spencer, what is the best college game you have ever experienced? I know people are going to be like, recency bias! No. When BYU beat Gonzaga in late February of 2020, that is the craziest I personally have experienced the Marriott Center. I was not in attendance for the Jimmer game in 2011 against San Diego State, but that Gonzaga game when BYU wrapped it up, and in convincing fashion, by 91-78, 13-point win at home. When that happened, I thought the roof was going to blow off the place. That's the best I have seen BYU play as a team in the last decade, in that game. Like a singular game, that's the best I've ever seen them play. And down the stretch, they were stone cold. Oh, like my goodness. They I were mean, it just storming the court. Big like, shot after big it, shot. It, just. The energy was so unbelievable. Like... <laughs> I rarely fear for my life when I'm at the court level. I was like, wow, I'm a little worried because like people are so ramped up right now. That was awesome. What are the great environment? People still talk about that even at the networks about that game. 2020, so, February. Yeah. So so my I I was tossed up between two. It was either the the 2011 Fredette, Kawhi Leonard, which I called San Diego State BYU game both in the top five. But instead, I went with the BYU at Utah game that same year. Okay. When Jimmer went off for 32 in the first half. <laughs> he couldn't miss shots. He was out of his mind. It's at Utah. It's at Utah as well. And and everybody just kept shaking their heads. Everybody in the arena just kept shaking their heads. Like, what in the world is going on right now? Could not stop him. I'm calling the game. And right before halftime, he makes a half-court shot. And, and the reason that this is so special to me is because I was on the call for, uh, for, for the Mountain Sports Network in that one, ESPN's top 10 plays of the day, they, they chose that half-court shot as a play of the day. And instead of talking over it, they just took our audio. So Blaine was number I one was, on Sports I was Center. the number, I got to do the audio of Jimmer for the number one play of the day in the top 10 That's countdown great. that night. In fact, let's listen to it. I rode Jimmer's coattails. Let's listen to it. 
even know what Ladies to say. That's ridiculous. The, the way he shot the ball from, from depth in this first half is ridiculous. And, and the thing is, he turns around after he makes it and acts like, yeah, that's what I do. 32 points in the first half for number 32. That's what I do. I make yeah, shots. That's what I do. I, like they fit like the, the finishing of that audio as I said, yeah, that's what I do. I'm Jimmy <laughs> Fredette. I make shots. Like he didn't even no like he, big yeah, deal. he just expected to make that half court wow. shot. That was awesome. I love that game. All right, Blaine, uh, it's been well documented. Big 12 media days are happening right now. Some notable rule changes were announced at uh, the Big 12 media fund today for college football, including a targeting rule and a catch rule. And to summarize, the targeting rule allows for a review process for a player who has been disqualified in the second half of a game due to targeting to potentially vacate the suspension for that player for the next game. So right now it's, if you get DQ'd in the second half of a game, you got to sit out the first half right. of the next game. They're taking that away. They're saying, hey, if you got DQ'd, we're going to review it. It's not that big of a deal. You're not going to have to sit out the first half of the next game. Right. And it goes to the national coordinator officials to make that call. Yes. And then they'll live with that. Okay, Which and then I, there's- I think it's too punitive anyhow. True. To disqualify him for the next game, Frank, I think it's just, I think it's punitive. Yes, I have a lot of opinions on that, but not enough time yeah. to share them. The catch rule is that if a player catches the ball in the end zone, okay, and is pushed into the field of play in the air, meaning like let's say he catches over the goal line and he gets pushed to the one yard line, but he's still in play, it's ruled a touchdown. So like you catch it over the goal yeah. line, but you get pushed back to the one yard line, they're gonna call that a touchdown. I, ju I jump up, grab the ball, I get smacked, I land outside of the end zone, but the ball in my possession, cross the goal line, still a touchdown. Okay. I actually like that. Okay, well, yeah, so which rule do you like better out of those two? Um, I, actually, I, I like them both because I think, I think the disqualification is too big of a deal. I just don't think they're going to overrule a bunch of them. So I think the one that we see happen more yes. is this catch, catch in the end zone, get knocked back out of the end zone, still a touchdown, I think we'll see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that they are bringing down the, the penalty for uh, the targeting. Frankly, I think that there should be a flagrant one and flagrant two in football, Blaine. Yeah. If it's a flagrant one, it's a 15-yard penalty. Yep. You're not DQ'd, whatever. If it's a flagrant two, sure, you disqualify him, but don't keep him out another game or another half in the next yeah, game. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm with you. I agree with you on that. There's some different emphasis. There's one emphasis that I really like. They're going to really look closely at the defense drawing the offense off by clapping, yelling signals, and doing that point of emphasis this year. They went over that as well in the Big 12. I really like that they're going to sure. pay attention to that. That's happening way too much in football. Okay, there you go. So. All right, on to, uh, let's go to women's volleyball. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there, there you go. The volleyball rings. There's some new bling for BYU women's volleyball, rocking their West Coast Conference mm -hmm. Championship rings. First of all, what do you think? I mean, look at these pictures. Look at the Sweet 16 team. They were 30 and 2 overall. I, what do you think? I think they're beautiful. The royal blue. I mean, no, I I, so I really gorgeous. like it. No, I really like it. It is. And I like I like the Sweet 16 and the record on the on the side in league and the overall record. That's a sweet ring. Mm. I, would, I would wear that with pride. Okay. Almost as sweet as some other rings, Blaine. Right? Yeah. Now you you just so happen to be rocking the <laughs> national championship. I, I'm not ring. too I'm not too fat today to wear this for some reason. <laughs> and, and like usually I'm too fat. But this one has the record on the side, 13-0. Where is that yeah, camera? 13-0 yeah, 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 right yeah. there. Has Lavelle Ooh. Edwards Stadium on it. Says national championships in our name and our right. We're going to go right there. 
our name and number on the side. It's it's a it's a fun little beautiful fun little thing, and I get better phone reception when I have it on my hand. For <laughs> I don't know what the deal is on that. So, okay, enough of that. Coming up, a rise and shout out to an elite guest, and a few more responses to our question of the day: Which Big 12 opponent are you absolutely leaving off BYU's inaugural Big 12 schedule? This is BYU Sports Nation. Woo! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow as we look back at some of the best Deep Blue stories of the year. It's the Best of Deep Blue Volume 5, Friday at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Those are always so fun. So many great stories that are essentially told by the athletes and their families themselves. It's such a great production. It's awesome. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of my favorite things. If you want to get connected to athletes and, and like think bigger than just the actual game, this is, this is the way to do it. All right, our question of the day as we welcome you back to Studio C and a live edition of BYU Sports Nation. Which Big 12 team would you absolutely leave off BYU's 2023 conference schedule and why? And this isn't so much about, oh, we're afraid of a team. You know, I love it. Max is like, I want them all. Yeah. Let, me, let me play all of those. Was teams. that pure Max? Max Hall. Play, okay, play everyone. All of those teams. And, let's, and you know what? Let's add Alabama and Clemson to the schedule, too. <laughs> That's Max, which I love about Max. Hey, so, but you only play nine. So which team are you absolutely leaving off? At Spencer Kenny Blake on Instagram says he'd leave off Iowa State. Don't feel like there's much to gain from a win there, but they consistently put teams on upset alert. Now, Iowa State is a respected program now. Ranked, ranked multi, you know, for most of the last several years and a great home environment. So, yes. So that's the only reason I would keep them off is because they're good and they could beat you there. Yeah. Well, thankfully, Iowa State doesn't bring Brees Hall back because he was right. an all-world running back. Right. But they're a really solid program. Yeah. So may, maybe Spencer Kenny Blake is like, you know yeah. what? I, I don't, just, I don't, don't want to lose to Iowa State. I don't want to do with them. So that's, I'm good with that. So Josh Breaching on Instagram says, as long as Texas and OU are on the schedule, I don't care who's left <laughs> off. And that's kind of the way I felt. Like, they've only been going to be here may, two years, but maybe only one, based on some of the things coming out of the Big 12. So you better play them while you can play them. I'm with you. As long as they're on the schedule, I don't care who you leave Isn't off. it funny how BYU fans, they, you know, proverbially walk with big shoulders and their chest out. When you talk about Oklahoma and Texas, because BYU six and one all time against Texas right. and Oklahoma, which is phenomenal. It's wild. It's it's one of those crazy. I, stats. I don't know if there's any other school in the country that has a better record as a percentage than BYU against, against Texas, those two schools. Six and one all time. So oh. yeah, BYU fans are like, yeah, bring it on, Oklahoma yeah. and Texas. <laughs> Doesn't matter. At BYU Footer on Twitter answers, leave off. I'd say Kansas. They don't interest me as much as some other teams. BYU must play Baylor, though. I really think that can become a fantastic rivalry. The Sailor game needs to be a thing. Remember last year, the Sailor Bear? Right. They did that. They had the Sailor Bear helmets for, for uh, Baylor. And BYU kind of, they put the Sailor Cougar sticker on the back of the BYU helmets last year. It's true. It's a fun, it could be a fun rivalry. But frankly, because BYU's played them now two years in a row going into the Big 12, if they left them off, I wouldn't care. Just play new teams. And the two staffs know each other well, you know, so that, that adds to rivalry. But I would not be surprised if Baylor's not on the first-year Big 12 schedule just because they've played back-to-back -back years. Wouldn't yeah, surprise me it, it, may, it would make sense to leave Baylor off BYU's schedule. Yep. So, I hey, great responses. Thanks for, 
Thanks for playing with us here. Yeah, we're not we, done yet. We appreciate your response. We've got at least one more coming up, right? We, we've got it. So, oh, coming up, the elite voice. Yes. Yeah, that's the important I, thing. I hope we have the one The elite more. voice of the day, we'll have one of those two for sure. Plus, who deserves today's rise and shout out? I'll give you a hint. He was our guest today. And if you disagree, you're wrong. Hello, camera people. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the BYU TV and BYU radio apps today. Or, down, or you can download the podcast, right? Yes, you can. On your favorite podcast platform, wherever you find your podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to do that. Subscribe, rate, and review. Download. The Just do it. Do this. And if, listen, even if you want to leave, uh, you know, some critical remarks about Dave or Jerem, whatever, you know, that's do okay. This. Just yeah. don't leave them about Spencer no, and Blaine. No. If, if, <laughs> if, if you love Spencer and Blaine, I mean, well, please, <laughs> please put that down. And there you go. <laughs> Our question of the day, which Big 12 team would you absolutely leave off BYU's 2023 Big 12 conference schedule, the inaugural year? Why would you leave that team off? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Twiggy or Stone. He strikes again. He says, I would probably say UCF. They played recently, BYU and UCF, and it keeps the team from possible travel to Florida. And now this is interesting and a good point because BYU has had lots of struggles in the state of Florida. Only one win all time in the state of Florida, Blaine, and it came in the bowl game in the Boca Raton Bowl and, with Zach Wilson. And they were absolutely dominating in that game. Against yes. who? UCF. Right. But they better not have a struggle in the next game in Florida. Right. Well, and BYU lost to a 4-8 and eight USF team I in know. 2019. And this, this is Tampa. And, and remember, um, Jaron didn't have such a great experience down there last time. No. So, so everybody's going down there with a chip on their shoulder. BYU lost. Jaron was yeah. concussed. I, 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 feel like, I, mean, I feel like this USF team, um, the coach has been watching them on film, and I've been asking him about it. This is a talented team. And so it's a little bit scary, but I think BYU is going to play with there a chip, and they're going to they're going to romp them. So today's rise and shout out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Yeah, we're giving it to Max Hall. Absolutely. For the start of victory recovery in the greater Mesa area, he has a vision to open it up into four or five centers, and who's to doubt him that that's going to happen? No, I, I think he will. Uh, Max is is driven and and is really focused on doing great things right now, and even. Utes are taking notice. And yes. He's even taking them into the fold, yes. which I love right now. Our thanks to Max for joining us today. He was awesome. And we're sorry to Dennis Pitta. Again, we ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We'll get them on. They're brothers-in-law, Max and Dennis. So yeah. At some point, we'll get them on the same show. And, and Max sticks up for them. For Blaine Fowler, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout-out to Logan Magnuson. We'll see you tomorrow for Deep Blue. Go Cougs.